0: I'm Libby Collins with Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark... Cole's reported its earnings this week, and It was not very good news. How did they do? And what's the outlook for the remainder of 2023?
1: It's kind of becoming one story we've seen before, right? And that they've struggled a bit. And there's no doubt the holiday season was okay, but not great. The numbers were just not good, I should say, overall. And really, they're just struggling a bit as they try to see where they are and how they move forward, that they have the new CEO in place. He's now really moving ahead with his plans. So I think over the next few months, we'll start to see that roll out and see where they go. You and I have talked many times about their online issues in terms of trying to be more competitive online against the Amazons of the world, against a lot of the other online retailers. Also trying to see where they fit. Remember, you know, we've talked about how they're not a high-end retailer like a Nordstrom, but they're not on the other end, a low-end retailer like a Walmart. So where do they fit in? Who's their customer? And I think they're trying to see that, talking about should they always have a sale? What kind of clothing should they focus on? You know, and they've really not seen it. The problem for all retailers right now is 2023 is really uncertain. We haven't seen an economic downturn yet, But a lot of economists are saying later in 23 and into 24, we're going to have a recession, which will mean less consumer spending. So how will they handle that? What kind of merchandise levels will they have? Will they add stores? Will they subtract stores? They've gone to the smaller store Will they look for more partnerships? So many questions, Libby, that I don't have answers for because there's just a lot of eyes on them now. And with this new CEO, he has a lot of hurdles to overcome to make them successful. Mm,
0: Yeah, well, we'll be watching that one closely. Well, here's a story, a little happier news. I know my husband is really excited about it. Marquette is going to kick off the Big East Tournament play this week, and they're expected to get that high seed for the NCAA Tournament. What would a really successful basketball season, and plus, you know, that national appearance mean for the business of Marquette.
1: This is big time for them. This is huge. And over the past few years, they haven't had as much success on the court and have made some changes, have had a heck of a season, a lot of attention, a lot of excitement. And you know what that means? That means a lot of attention nationally. So as they head out to play in the Big East in New York, all eyes will be on them. As they then head into the NCAA tournament and hopefully make a long run, all eyes on them. And you know what that means? That means money. That means more students will enroll there. I mean, a lot of students like to attend schools where they have a successful sports program, right? You know, we've seen that over the years, but a lot of schools have done that. And Marquette needs that. They need to continue their growth. It also means more engaged alumni who spend more money, who will contribute more money to the university. And they need it now because as they're adding to the campus, as they're renovating the campus, adding buildings, they've done a nice job. But as they continue to grow, so anytime you can have a success like this, and I also think it's the excitement and the pride, right, Libby? Me, I mean, that kind of rings through the community. It helps them here locally, but really, really more so nationally as they try to recruit students.
0: That yeah, means more letters to my husband asking for a donation.
1: I think they should all come, and I think you should write that check. Go, go ahead. Come on, feel free. Free to do that.
0: Hey, he's got the money, I don't. Alright, I'm in radio, right? Speaking of basketball, Mark Lassery has a deal to share. His share of the Milwaukee Bucks to one of the owners of the Cleveland Browns, and they're valuing this at $3 billion, with a B, as in bucks. Are you surprised at that value? And also, are you surprised that Lasry is going to sell his interest?
1: You know, I'm not surprised he's going to sell his interest. Maybe it was just a matter of when. been a very successful executive for a long time. He's a smart man, and he knows you sell at the top, right? And then right now, they are at the top, the Bucks. They won the championship. They have all these things that have happened around the arena. They have Giannis. You know, they're having a great season this year. You sell at the top. That's what you do. And you know, from their initial investment, he's looking to make on this feel If you hear anywhere from 800 to 900 million dollars, he paid probably around 150 million dollars. That's a pretty good return. Let me, I'd take that any time of the week. So I think it's a smart time. What'd be interesting to see is how this plays out, how the new owner meshes with the other owners on the team, with the other major owners, and then some of the more minority owners here in the community. Will he spend money? Will he be active in Milwaukee? You know, what will that mean for the team with Mark Lazarie and Alex Lazzari, his son? They've been active in the community, very involved in the community. Will that happen? What does this mean? To team. But the number's great news. Think about it, Herb Cole. If he would have held the team for another year or two, man, he would have made more money. But his commitment to having them in Milwaukee was so important that he took less money. And now obviously the new owners are benefiting from that.
0: Mm, yeah, and the Bucks certainly are doing well. we got to admit that. Just
1: remember, 3.5, not billion. 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 That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's just a crazy number when you think about it for a value of a team.
0: Oh, wow. I wish I had a piece of it. I'm Libby Collins with Mark Cass, Editor-in-Chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. And we touched on this last week. Mark, And that is that parking garage partial collapse at Bayshore last week hopefully. They've got all the cars out by now. But this really goes back to inspection of facilities. Do you think we're going to see any changes in state or local laws based on what happened there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we will. This happens frequently when you have these kind of things that happen. Horrible incident. Luckily, luckily, nobody was hurt. And the fact that there was an inspector on the site, he wasn't inspecting this property. They actually inspecting some of the new apartments that were being built. But there was no laws currently in place that actually require inspection of these structures after they're built. Almost within 24 hours after the collapse, I had gotten a news release already from me State Representative Madison, who said he was going to look at this issue to see whether or not an annual inspection should be required of all parking structures. I think the fact that this has happened here before, it's been a number of years, but happening at O'Donnell Park, where we had a tragedy of a young man who got killed, and now this case, where again, luckily nobody got hurt. These things almost always lead to changes, so I think you will see more inspections, a lot of focus, and you'll see more holding accountable for the snow removal, because clearly something went on here. I don't know what. I'm not an expert in that area but something went on there. So anytime something like this happens, you're going to see a focus because you cannot have these things happen. We got very lucky this time that no one was injured or killed.
0: Mm. Well, let's end on a high note this week, Mark. You asked your 40 under 40 winners the one change they'd like to see to improve the city of Milwaukee. What were some of those suggestions?
1: interesting, kind of all over the board, but I'll give you a couple that I heard multiple times. One was race. We need to be more of a community of inclusion. It shouldn't be the north side, the south side, the suburbs, and Milwaukee, you know, all the issues that go on. We need to be more of an inclusive city where everybody can live anywhere they want, can interact more, and can really make it more welcoming. I heard the crime issue, as we've talked about many times, that is impacting everybody right now, what that means. The other things were kind of more specific. You know, I heard more, we should have more activities on the lakefront. We should really show our lakefront off more because of what it means. I heard about transportation, We need more transportation, whether it's expansion of the hop, more freeways, more buses. The other thing I heard a number of times was we need more grocery stores in certain areas of the city. I mean, if you go in certain areas of the central city, kind of the north side of Milwaukee, there are fewer grocery stores available for people. So that is an important one. One that I heard also was we need more pride in Milwaukee. I mean, a lot of times we're our own worst critic. And I've heard this before. You know, we aren't as proud of Milwaukee as we should be. We should be screaming from the rooftops about how great it is to live here, how we don't have a lot of traffic, how it's right on the lake, how the weather is sometimes good. I'll say sometimes good. How it's great in the summertime, right? We really ought to be screaming about that more. So, I mean, it's kind of fun. I love to hear from these young professionals.
0: I wouldn't change a thing. Mark, <laughs> thank you once again for joining us today. Mark Cass, editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. I'm Libby Collins.